TFIFT Podcast! Episode 6 of the TFIFT Podcast. Do you do the DeFi? With myself, Benjamin Bateman, Nietzsche Gorachevsky, Alexander Filatov, Ron Milo, Eugene Morozov, Chuck Bogart, and more. Uh, but just for now, so uh, obviously DeFi, it's, it's a very uh, weird sounding word if you're uh, not in the crypto space. Uh, what, what is it, though? Um, who, who wants to take that? What, what does DeFi mean to you guys? Don't know, jump um, at once. <laughs> let's, let's, de- let's, let's first of all define, as, as Jania suggested, like, what is DeFi? Who will take that? Go on, Eugene, Chuck, I see well, you... I think well, it's very well, simple. I mean, it's I, just I, decentralized finance means finance done on the blockchain without the classical centralized, you know, banking uh, slash fintech system. It's as simple as that. You know? mm. Well, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would add to that that perhaps, you know, since technology in financial <laughs> services is obviously not new, and um, uh, you know, every uh, transaction is supported by you know some kind of technical stuff behind it. But uh, before today, before uh, decentralized finance, uh, technology was by and large restricted to being a facilitator of such transactions. Right? So that, uh, companies would uh, engage um, to allow for transactions. Now we're talking about something completely different. Uh, which is essentially uh, that technology itself on its own runs uh, financial transactions. And um, um, you're kind of disappearing, you Jane. May, you know, also note that financial infrastructure is what the hub and spoke of economic activities such as New York or London. Uh, and that is about to change. So we're talking about changing role of technology. Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 I'll, I'll give you some hard time now. <laughs> um, traditional finance, what it is like? If you're replacing traditional finance with uh, with a decentralized finance, let's uh, see if we actually replaced anything. Okay. So first. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's start from a normal guy. Um, normal guy, uh, yeah, he has like, uh, I think, like three types of financial services, I think, right? He, he pays stuff through the credit card, stuff like that, right? Then he take a loan, personal loan, too. And that means he doesn't have money, actually. Like, it, that's important definition. So he's just coming to the bank and say, like, listen, I have a problem. I don't have anything to fucking eat. Give me some money. And the bank say, sure. <laughs> 25% per year. No problem. No, just, just kidding. But that's more or less like that, right? Third, he is saving some money. He says, save some money. So it's like status been a little bit increased. And now he wants to invest. He actually wants to get some interest on his money. So he goes and usually he is buying some some uh, you know street products whatever it is right uh, mutual funds or like something that you know etfs um or a stock like tesla 
for example, right? So please tell me if any of these financial services are available through the glorious DeFi infrastructure. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say that. I mean, going on the third point you've got there, we've got myriad uh, stock market investment products now, haven't we, coming through as a new kind of thing? I know um, I unfortunately lost a few quid trying to uh, make some of my profits safer by going into Tesla shares. And I thought, oh, I'll go into it the easy way through the uh, myriad protocol products. It wasn't the uh, safer thing to do, unfortunately. <laughs> so bad, bad timing on that. But um, yeah, yeah. well, I basically no. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, you cannot pay anything uh, using crypto. Crypto is not acceptable in like ninety nine point nine 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 period percent of cases. Um, you cannot take a loan unsecured. Not doesn't exist. And you cannot invest in street products, more or less, because if it, if you would, like they would just immediately come to you and say, like you know, guy, maybe you are having issue with us, like SEC, blah blah blah. So no, there is no decentralized product which actually replaced any product of the current financial system. So point not, not number yet. one. Well, uh, I, I just asked, what is DeFi? You gave me an answer. I'm saying wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. Hang on. Hang on. Well, Hang it's on. a fact. It's a fact. Like, <laughs> Hang on. The, 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 my comment was that, the, the, that we are going through a shift, right? That allows technology to become on its own a player between people. That's, that's what I, I'm not buying that. I didn't I'm say not, it's I'm ready. not buying that. I'm not buying that. <laughs> not buying that. Because like you, you, you're doing the product, like you MVP, whatever. You can call it MVP, okay? But this MVP doesn't have even a single percentage point of the, of the cross with the regular finance, right? It doesn't have it. Face it. It doesn't replace anything. So to the question uh, of what is DeFi... Allow, still... me, allow <laughs> me to give you an example where which I personally have experienced, right? I have actually uh, paid somebody um, using uh, a tone surf, believe it or not, and people received the uh, uh, tone crystals, converted of them to dollars. They believe it. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. It has nothing to do with DeFi. That's that's cryptocurrency. That's not DeFi. It's not a DeFi. DeFi is something else. I mean, DeFi, DeFi is just a recent phenomenon, right? We're talking about phenomenon on top of cryptocurrencies. Whatever you could pay, you could pay with Bitcoin 10 years ago. So this has nothing to do with DeFi. So um, <clears throat> wrong answer. Next. <laughs> so, so if DeFi, <laughs> let, let me try. Okay, so, just... Go on, Chuck. The, it's the umbrella term, obviously. It means a lot of things to different people. But right now, it's mostly scams when people uh, use uh, unsecured flash loans to defraud other projects. That, that's all it is for now. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's for once. Okay. One, number one, taken. Good point. So it's a scam. <laughs> it's actually like effective way to discount some project out of the money. And that was, has been... What, how many hundreds of millions defrauded just through DeFi protocols over the last 20, 12 months? I don't know, 200, 300, 400 million dollars. I don't know. It's an incredible number of money that has been defrauded from people, right? Any, anybody else? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I missed the question, but I'm guessing it was, uh, can you- What is DeFi? What Just is what is DeFi? DeFi? Yeah, what uh, is DeFi? Well, uh, what is DeFi theoretically or what is DeFi in practice now? Practice now. Oh shit, nothing. <laughs> I, by the way, guys, I just put on the screen, I don't know if you can see that. We can. Uh, the segmentation, can you see that? Mm -hmm. So if you take a look at it, it's actually pretty simple. So it's DEXs, you know, this big thing with 36 billion. Nothing to do with DeFi. Nothing to do with DeFi. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sharing, just sharing media. So then you have Oracles with, with about 14 billion. Then you have Lending, which is quite practical with 11 billion of market cap derivatives, insurance, and yield aggregators. This is from about two months ago. So I assume this picture changed. And also I think this picture is, it's not really representative of the real activity by segment. It's more of the, you know, hype level, you know, it's based by market. So it's not, it's not like the real deal, but, but it's, it's, quite, words, it's quite a good, you know, description of the space, I think. Asset management we're, as well. We're, we're, yeah. now looking, we're now looking at 60 billion or so dollars worth of fraud. No, not exactly. Fraud was one point. <laughs> we, we, we're looking about half a billion dollar of fraud, probably. So half a billion dollar of fraud. That's the real money. This is not the real money. This is just a cap. That's market caps. Combined. Oh, it's like it's uh, like eight percent of the market. Well, pretty, no, yeah, it's not eight percent. It's it's no, it's more than that because again, this is just the market caps. Those are actual deals. <laughs> so it's not the same thing, right? $500 million defrauded, it's not the same as, as uh, you know, um, 20 billion valuation. That's two different things, right? So that's first thing. Second thing, well, insurance, again, $1 billion, it's, it's, it's in capitalization, meaning that there is no real insurance ever done. It's like, it's like just, a, just a starting of some idea that you could do insurance, okay? I want to see any, like a product that would be, because the problem with DeFi is that usually because of this notion that, yeah, we want to connect to the outside world, like to provide the financial services, blah, 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 then, then what they need to do? Well, first of all, they need oracles. And that's why this is a huge bubble of the oracles, right? So what, what oracles are doing? Oracles are actually feeding data into this DeFi. So I, my question is, where is the D if you have O? <laughs> like, does it become like a DeFi? decentralized if you have Oracle? It's a question, right? But anyway, Oracles themselves are not DeFi. Oracles just fitting data. So the fact that they have $60 billion valuation means, well, um, nothing exactly. Like it means that a lot of people, you know, building these products in a hope that a lot of DeFi products will be built on top of that in a hope that th these DeFi products will somehow transfer values to this Oracle in the hope that the Oracle's valuation will, like it's a lot of hopes, <laughs> which signals to me one thing, a bubble, bubble. Right, well, it's like you've segued <laughs> into my little game here now, Meech. Um, I've been struggling how to form this into a game, Meech. Pings there for me. So yeah, you <laughs> of uh, imaginary bubbles, the, these big, huge figures we see in DeFi all the time, which kind of draw people in. And wait, I, wait, when, wait! I just started. <laughs> we just need started. to go through the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. then there is Dexes. Dexes. Uh huh. Dexes is 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 totally totally DeFi. Totally, like I'm talking about decentralized Dexes. Absolutely, totally, uh, you know, great product. 
I don't know what has to do with DeFi. Like exchanges were being there, decentralized exchanges for years before the DeFi ever appeared. So you you like you want to transfer one token from the start that the ICO started when you have you had the tokens ERC twenty whatever on Ethereum. Um, you they started to talk about decentralized exchanges. So decentralized exchanges are perfectly valid business. No question asked. It's a, it's a very important service for all the cryptocurrency community, which has nothing to do with DeFi. How so? What, what did, well, 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 because 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 it has nothing to do with DeFi. If it would have been uh, doing something for DeFi once, you have a governance token of some sort, which is built on top of this decentralized stuff that can grab additional value, extract some value out of this product, then could pack it, package it into some kind of this of financial service, and then then you have DeFi. But Before you're doing this, is just a bloody exchange. It's not. Wait, a, but isn't, that, isn't that by definition a form of finance? It's part of finance, definitely. Right. So that that is. Um, I'm not saying it's a whole financial market, um, but it is technically no, an exchange. Yes, an it's exchange is a financial uh, transaction. An exchange. Right. And, 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 when and you talk about this, and it's, and it's a product. Well, well, which has zero value. Like, oh. is, do you have a financial, pro because it has zero value, if it's a decentralized exchange, nobody's taking commissions. It has, it has zero value. I mean, of course you can pack it into commission. Has value for users. Well, value for users has nothing it to do with that. It has value for me. It's not a product. It doesn't have value. It, 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 it's not a product. You're not paying for service. So you, it's not financials. I mean, it is an infrastructure. Right, but it, it's like to saying that that internet that transmit, transmits your order to the uh, uh, Nasdaq uh, is a DeFi, is a financial service. No, it's a pipe, <laughs> and that's the same thing. In a decentralized world, in a decentralized world, in a decentralized world, when you say DeFi, you mean some product, right? That that you know has service it provides with with value to some shareholders whatever it's like a whole thing uh, when you when you just has a service which is completely um uh commissionless like there are no commissions if you didn't do that then what a, it, why do you call it a defi guys let's clarify i i think we're mixing a few things that potentially are part of defi i i think and again i'm referring to in this case investopedia uh they say that there are four components that must be. Uh, one is the settlement layer. Is the call layer. Third one is applications, exactly what we're talking about now. And the fourth one is aggregation uh, in order to provide particular services to uh, investors, like transfer money from investors, for example. So, uh, uh, Mitya, is this the correct way to look at it? Well, you can look at, of course, I mean, you can say like, if we take traditional exchange and because traditional exchange is a financial service, we say that a decentralized exchange just by proxy is a financial service. Okay, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can buy that, I can buy that. Um, the, the point is that um, the value for users of that is, is, is of course huge. The value for investors, unless you are, um, well, you can build like, of course, you have a liquidity pools now, which which is like like uh, exchanging, providing liquidity through through providing liquidity. Then, in this case, like people who provide liquidity gets interest on liquidity, and that is perfectly DeFi. I think this is DeFi, like definitely, because you need to exchange 
someone need to provide liquidity. So this is a financial service. Like if you, you can buy, so I agree with that. Like that part totally. If you build on top of decentralized exchange, some um, service which people can provide through that through that exchange to another people, like for example, liquidity provider stakes liquidity, and um, and then uh, other people who needs liquidity to trade give some ready to give some commission to that. That is a, that is a DeFi. That's DeFi product. So agreed on that. Number one, the first point we arrived. Great. Okay. Oh, there is. All right. Second there, buddy. Itching to get this game out of the way. So you mentioned there. Now, I, let me let me give you some 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 yeah some salt on top of the. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit well, of. A... Yeah. Well, that that's when when we have have a dex like like um, like order book dex, right? When you when then the liquidity becomes outsourced. So the decentralized exchange itself is no longer, it's really just, a, you know, a, a, a infrastructure provider. And then you open up the automatic market makers that ev- everyone can, can run on top. And then here you create, but it doesn't exist. So yet. So the only thing that exists is just this liquidity, which is very inefficient, by the way, way of exchanging, um, you know, but, but yeah, like Uniswap and all that. So, okay. So Uniswap, uh, what else, Steve? Like everything that comes around, I think, like one inch, which, which aggregates this liquidity pools, basically. So yeah, it's a, it, again, this, this is already part of the, I agree. This is like DeFi. Okay. So, so we agreed on that. Well, what, I, what I've got in front of me here, Mika, yeah, you might like this. I've got the uh, total value locked uh, figures for three of the biggest DEXs out there on other, on other kind of uh, platforms. And I've compared them to their namesake equivalents industries in terms of the, the actual value here. So I'm trying to think how to word this, but sushi. So sushi swap is uh, quite a well-known one. Do you think... And this goes out to everyone that uh, the total U.S. sales of sushi, like so, all the sushi that sells in the U.S. is worth more or less than the total value locked on Sushi Swap Exchange. More, more. I'm gonna go with more real sushi being sold. You, you're on mute. You're on mute, Ben. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I would yeah. not be surprised if it's actually less. No, no, what I'm saying, yeah, less what? Because, because Ben, think about it, he picked only U.S. If he would uh-huh. say the whole world, that would be obvious. But he picked just one country, large country, but still. Uh, so it's the numbers should be close. Because mm. otherwise he would pick Germany or something. Sushi per day or sushi per year? What is? Yeah, that's also important. Annual. That's a good question. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. annual total turnover of sushi in the U.S. Much more I'm, than. I'm, I'm much gonna more say, than. I'm going to go stuff. with real sushi as yeah. opposed to DeFi oh, sushi. Fell into my trap first time around. There we go. Total value locked on sushi swap as of a couple of hours ago: four point six billion dollars. U.S. sales of sushi in July 2020: two billion dollars. 
in july in july not july twenty. no for the year so this statistic oh. was from july 2020 that's what i was telling you guys ben is tricky you know don't fall into his traps you know i Otherwise, still have doubt on that because home. i'm sure they don't report half of that sushi salt you know these you, you, okay. you just pay, you just pay <laughs> cash and not, never get reported i think this number is totally uh, I deflated i mean what bought with crypto guys sushi bought with crypto like don't crystals for example we don't know it's probably a huge number I think you know both with stone crystals in the u.s yeah. right yeah. so uh pancake unless unless we go with the pizza market oh okay. right well pancake market so total total oh. value lots of pancakes or the total sales of u.s restaurant chain ihop in a year so the international house of pancakes is it aren't they interrelated directly Oh. <laughs> it's the international house of pancakes that's what they, they literally own that market don't they at least on a on a mcdonald's sort of culinary level of pancakes even though i love ihop you gotta give them credit well I, i've only been to the u.s once and i had uh, that's ihop is over the there. international house of pancakes and Many a 6 a.m.s on Saturday mornings have I been there to relieve the stresses of the previous night's ordeal. Um, well, as the only one currently present in the U.S., I can tell you that I hope this it does not have a monopoly on pancakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, and, I would, I would so hope far, as well, but I'm betting Far it from it. Far from it. Just about every uh, uh, fast food uh, read uh, really terrible for you uh, chain has their own version of pancakes. So waffles or croissants or whatever, just to feed you as much as they well, can. Well, Americans don't know how to do croissant, but I'm really missing the pancake. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Richard, there are, there are some French people here. Oh, the French people is not enough, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. not enough. <laughs> you no, need to bring flour. You need to bring a lot of stuff no, no, no. <laughs> into the croissant. So, 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 so the question is: um, Does the International House of Pancakes sell more pancakes as opposed to just the pancake? Yeah. So, pancake they... swap thingy jobber, the one with all the rabbits, has it got more total value locked in it than IHOP makes in a year? Makes in a year, as in gross annual sales gross revenue, gross annual turnover. Ooh. Wow. I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to take a guess. No. I, I could Google this right now, but that would be unfair. I still am going to go with IHOP. I'm going to say IHOP owns that market. And I know. I'm, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Shut Ron. me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry again, buddy, but you're fat. You're well, fat. No. 8, point, 8 point something billion locked on pancake swap, which, um, as Mitch just pointed out, is a, a precarious situation for those $8 billion. And $2.2 billion a year, IHOP turns over. Really? Yeah. I have... I can't well, believe their 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 annual sales revenue is only about two billion. I mean, they've got to have at least a hundred. How many pancakes even American can eat? Like you have a limit oh, somewhere. Well, physically. it depends you know, on where the American yeah, like lives. You have limits somewhere. For instance, if he lives <laughs> if he lives in Texas, I can guarantee you they can do 10, 12 of them if they live a little bit further north. Maybe. Uh, interestingly enough, guys, I happen now to be in Playa del Carmen in Mexico, and the only I hope here oh, closed, one of my favorite places the, in the world. The only I hope here closed. Yeah. No, I guess they lost to two tacos. 
Well, yeah, uh-huh. of course they did. Because when you're they in a lost place to COVID, you, where you have maybe. actual options of real, <laughs> real authentic food. And tacos, yes. Because yes, a taco is yes. just a crispy pancake, isn't it? I heard some. Oh, God, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. No, taco different is a magic. Really? Come taco on. Taco is a porn. <laughs> a real taco, yeah. I mean, porn. you want to talk about food porn. I mean, I, I literally, like, I, I'm, you know, living in Russia. The one thing that I dream about is authentic tacos. And I was just in Playa del Carmen last year. You know, and I basically just, I basically stuffed myself for like a year in advance full of tacos. And I brought back real corn tortillas because- Ron, I'll, I'll send you some tacos. Yeah, man, hey, I, all I need is corn tortillas. I can, I can make, I can make, I can make my own, I make my own pico de gallo. I make my own carne asada. I make my own um, al pastor. I do it all, man. I, I can make what I don't have. Is the uh, actually the spice for al pastor? Man, I'm sorry to turn this into a. All right. Um, I need. I need. Um, I love I, that defy talk. I need the peppercorns. We're losing the subject. I need the peppercorns. No, no. I think we are spot on. Like it's, talking about defy, I think we're spot on. It's, it's, yeah. the, it's the Glenfiddich. It's the Glenfiddich. Let me, let me, let me take over from Ben. So, guys, yeah. here is a more difficult one. So, I guess everybody knows this multi-billion corporation, Flex.com which is in like five industries and it's a huge monster traded at Nasdaq. So question. So who do you think has more potential going forward? Flex.com, which is valued. uh, I won't tell you what's the valuation of Flex.com or a decentralized exchange called Flex, which uh, let me to comment about like three years from now. What are the bets? Flex.com, higher valuation or Flex Dex? Yeah, it's, it's really easy. Like, Sash, it's really easy. Like, come on. Like, Talk like, to uh, us about FlexDex for a start. And then, so Flex.com uh, is now $9 billion just to, yeah. just well, to warm up a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you take, take the most efficient decentralized exchange ever built, and uh, well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> End of story. You don't need anything else. Like, no arguments. Hands down. Because, like, who, who wouldn't trade? Who wouldn't trade on decentralized exchange, which has like, a, I don't know, a three seconds finality, or, uh, commissions like, well, <laughs> like, like for, the com- for the one commission of one trade on any exchange today, you can buy yourself a 10 years commission rate for, on, a, on a flex a, a decentralized exchange, right? And then, and then with, with a lot of liquidity providers, uh, which will be there, you know, up. I think that's easy because again, remember each of these decentralized exchanges that you liquidity pools, they're not exchanges. So forget the word. Um, each of them uh, like has it, it tied with one liquidity pool, right? With one terms, one liquidity pool, like controlled by the whatever DAO or whatever of this exchange. Now imagine you have a flex exchange when flex, you can start your own liquidity pool and as many of them as you want with as many governance tokens as you want, like easy, you have money, boom, you started this. You, you don't, nobody controls that. You can have it like, like a normal for the first time, like on the, you could do on the normal, like a, a NYC, whatever, right? Everyone can be market made and they can be, you, you can, so, so it's like abstract this level of the exchange itself and the users that exchange has with the, with the, with the, with the decentralized uh, market makers, which like, you know, it's completely, so I, 10 billion, $9 billion just depends, I think. 
and that's Any, your answer, Alex. <laughs> anybody wants to argue with that? Like, if I was to sell you guys uh, like a future on the Flex Exchange, uh, that it should it's, it's it's going to be more than ten billion dollars worth. Uh, uh, three years from now, so would you buy the, the, the future? The, 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 there is a mathematical argument also. I mean, uh, um, Teoria Predela will, will tell you that, you know, if you're competing, uh, competing chain to offer the lowest possible commission on every trade, it will... Uh, um, the theory of limits yeah. will... will oh. You lost me. Man, we're losing you. We're losing you. Oh, sorry. Turn your video off because your channel kind of then kind of. I'm off. I'm off of video. Can you hear me okay. now? Yes, we can hear you now. Please repeat. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was saying that, uh, you know, if in theory, uh, let's say various blockchains will compete for a more efficient uh, uh, exchange, right? Then in theory, again, the uh, commission will go to infinitely small amount which obviously reduces the value of the total. So in three years, the value may not surpass the 9 billion. And so my vote is with uh, flags.com. Well, uh, what do you mean by value here? Because well, like- uh, the, qu the question was the value, what will have a higher value, 9 billion? Value or whatever of, the value of the exchange. Well, question is what is value of exchange then? Uh, well, I was talking the market cap. I meant the market cap, yeah. Well, then it's Flex. how the value yeah. how the value is extracted, and I think that there are very like a lot of ways how to extract. I don't I don't and, think there is NPV, a lot of way. NPV uh, or future cash flows. All, <laughs> all right. Example. Well, well, it depends on then it depends on your business model. And today, um, you get, again you have liquidity pools, which are business model of which is very it's just one business model basically. You provide liquidity, you get some some. And by the way, in most of the times they're losing money. That's that's a point I wanted to make, but kind of couldn't because we started to talk about tacos. <laughs> that's most of the time these liquidity providers, like this these guys that put in this in DeFi, and most of the time because of of the of the slippage. Um, most of the time, um, they lose money. <laughs> so, like the total locked value, actually, you need to ask what's the profitability and the profit, and you will be surprised. Of <laughs> this profitability is quite low. So, but anyway, <clears throat> um, uh, I, I think that. But by the way, uh, um, you know how this works, right? Maybe I will, you know, because we're talking about business models, and we're talking about we, we kind of arrived at the only point where we, the only product that we have with which is DeFi. Okay, so that's exchanges and liquidity, basically liquidity pools currently. Okay, so um, so how actually why there is so much of the liquidity in there, like locked, if they lose money, and I will tell you why, because of. Point number one, scam, which is like, because they give you, they issue what they call governance tokens, and they give you that on top of the commissions, like this is, okay, so you don't, you don't, you're losing money? Oh, fine, we will give you some governance tokens. <laughs> so now, and they hope these people getting this, um, and they say, all right, we get a lot of revenue because this, the market cap of this, of this governance tokens are inflated completely. My question is, what actually this governance tokens has of value? 
Um, zero. <laughs> Mo says, I mean, well, uh, please enlighten, enlighten me. <laughs> en enlighten me. But which brings me to the point, which brings me to the point of where of the value that that you can build on top of flex kind of stuff well on top of flex what you can build is this amm instead of liquidity pools where you can provide very fast uh, and efficient market makers which will mimic more or less what you can do now algorithmically on all, all on the on the normal exchanges where in this case you can already actually make money through that and because this AMMs can be open to everyone, so I would include all of these revenues inside nine billions, nine billion, and uh, convert it into the market cap. So I still think that my bet is correct. It will be much more than nine million. Nine million. Zhenya, back to you. <laughs> oh, uh, your your bet is accepted. I guess Alexander. Yep. Yep, and, and, by, and by the way, I'm, by the way, Ben, I'm sorry. Were you done with the sushi and pancakes, or you had some more kind of? Well, it kind of goes nicely into what Mitya was saying about the uh, the the scam side of things. So, um, there's one in particular where the logo caught my eye, and I don't particularly want to advertise scams, but uh, so we'll just call it a um, a, a clone with a. Um, very jazzy uh, George Michael lookalike logo to it. But it's a, it's a well-known scam. It launched for about a week and it died off. Now, so the total locked value on this dead scam deck Stevie meh thing, is it worth more or less than two unicorns? <laughs> Two That's unicorns. Two, two actual real unicorns. Which ones? Oh, that's that's unfair, Ben. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's unfair be, because, uh, yeah, I think unicorns, the, the unicorns had in, infinite value. Like, uh, well, you would. The value of unicorns will 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 go is is going to infinity. Well, you, you would think that, but I actually managed to find someone selling. Unless you mean like real physical unicorns. Earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to guarantee that. That's a trick. That's a trick. That's a trick. That's a trick. But I'm ready to bet on the real unicorn. Like if, the, if you would, if you would, if you could imagine that you could actually have a real unicorn, the value, what, what you would pay for that? Well, that's another that's a tricky one that's a tricky one actually because like like okay you have a total lock value i think is like approaching what like 100 billion whatever um something like that so it's a lot of money oh, uh, would would we find some well in the ballpark not more than let's say let's say between 50 and well, uh, it's completely off the topic of crypto, but you're speaking to the guy who spent six years doing a biology degree with uh, the Open University, which was uh, which 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 basically means there is no unicorn, right? So uh, it would, however, hypothetically, be pretty <laughs> cheap to make one. Um, you can buy gene editing kits uh, at home if it's not as complicated. No, as no wait, 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 wait. What you need is a rhinoceros <laughs> and a horse. Uh, okay, Love so, each uh, other very much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, First of all, this is this is totally unhuman, Ben. I mean, the, 
you, uh, you'll have to ask the unicorn about that. Like, the unicorn I, might disagree. Like, Unicorns have rights. <laughs> and they also have shape, which I think would be completely kind of destroyed by the by the horse right. gang. Exactly. It would have a beautiful horn, but a very funny walk. <laughs> <laughs> they they should just not move, right? I, I pay hundred billion well, for this fly. unicorn. They, they wait, don't need to, they wait, don't need to go into the walking move. and running market. <laughs> I mean, they have the ability of flight. Let them fly. What are they doing trotting and going into the Kentucky Derby? We have horses for that. Yeah, Ben, Ben, what would you say about flying? Like, because, okay, you, I, I understand horse with the, you know, but... Um, he meant horses. Well, uh, wait, wait uh, <laughs> don't uh, overdo it. Like, don't scratch it. But um, what about flying, really? Who would we take? Albatross or, like, who we need to squeeze into this lovely couple to get the flying unicorn. I, I think Albatross is a good shout because they, they've got the big old wingspan, isn't well, they? Well, I the top of my head. Maybe a hummingbird. <laughs> it's got the energy. I mean, dragon. Dragon. <laughs> I'm going so random here First, we need to engineer dragon then, you know, which is <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> I think between the dragon and the unicorn, I mean, if you could engineer these two, they would definitely over, like, blow away all this two, like, 100 billion, come on, it's like peanuts. Uh, I, I mean, I imagine, imagine if you put these two in Disney Park, I mean, the, like, you could make easily, like, 10, 20 billion a year, so on just on people walking by, saying, this is the unicorn, um, this is a dragon <laughs> and they will mate a, and I they think, will mate now <laughs> no i think i <laughs> i'm not sure you can sell those are you, are you now he's opening it up to the <laughs> unicorn <laughs> he wants to open it up to the unicorn <laughs> board just, it, it has it has already been done in the shrek. i think it's a bubble yeah i, I know but that will be for but imagine this will be for unicorn for real this will be for real i mean uh, you already have a liger and a geep, these these are real things. So I mean, you know, uh, dream, dream big, Mija. That that's that's what I say. Dream. It's, 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 not, it's not my industry. Man. <laughs> it's not my industry. It's for the porn hub, and they like they will get into that crypto for sure. Let's corn corn hub. I think we're losing the guys. We're losing the stuff. <laughs> right. no, I think yeah, we're spot on. No, we're I think this on. is going to be the most popular podcast ever. <laughs> I think we should launch a rumor that like unicorns is, is, is yesterday in Silicon Valley and dragon is a new term, you know. Dragon is 10 billion plus in, in market cap. So like who, who will become a dragon and, um, and see how far it goes in clubhouse and stuff. Uh, uh, this this little Ethereum girls they love you know uh, unicorns like they just love them so I don't know if we can really because you know, bring them on the more like mature dark side of the high speeds and That's what I mean. real value like you know, forget about you your your you know unicorns <clears throat> little little puffy unicorns. I don't know. <laughs> the glow in the dark goldfish, and we'll see where yeah, we get from there. But I think it will be too rock and roll for them. Yeah. Okay. So like how like, many transactions per second did you say? No, that's too rock and roll for us. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it kind of is it, Alex, you were saying they're taking it back to DeFi. Um, what's your worst DeFi experience, guys? Has anyone had a, a, a really good one or a really bad one? Well, uh, imagine, imagine you want to put in liquidity pool and you pay $100 <clears throat> worth for transactions on something, you're going to lose money, lose all the money forever. Like, that's pretty painful. But a lot of people made a lot of money over the last, last year on that which just, what can you say? Same thing, ICO, remember anyone? Yeah, if combat is of any indication, I was very surprised by the huge spreads. So let's say, you know, we have a decentralized exchange that providing real poor uh, quotes, uh, that would be a negative and I've seen that. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not non-efficient because the market is very inefficient, and uh, any market you can build on top of Ethereum blockchain will be completely just inefficient to the point where I would say maybe useless. But I, who am I? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, obviously, it, so, you know, all the kind of harsh arguments of it being a bit of a hypothetical idea and it being a bit useless, but the, the, the figures are undeniable. There are people out there making money on, on it, aren't there? So is it just a case of, like with the ICO mania, you know, a few years back, you've got a select group of well, people uh, uh, a lot of money but, and a lot of people losing ben, it inside. My point is very simple. In order to, like, making money is fine. I mean, of course, you can make money on all sorts of things and all different ways, right? But uh, in the end, um, like the over the kind of long term, I would say even medium term, the winner is always something that has something in, you know, underlying this value, right? So <clears throat> even if you talk about NASDAQ, right? And there are many people who did a lot of money on NASDAQ, many people who lose, lost a lot of money on NASDAQ, um, but underneath the NASDAQ, whatever. And of course, well, yeah, well, there is also a liquidity problem with nasdaq because like liquidity in nasdaq is totally like we do in DeFi. it's a total scam like the whole liquidity thing on nasdaq is a total scam because it's already only related to the printing machine of the balance sheet of the federal reserve like and nothing else really like look at the trajectory i mean you cannot they've never been in this in history and somehow it's very correlated to the m1 <laughs> completely correlated like it's it you can't so it's it's in the same when i'm saying like defy scam and most of them when chuck's saying defy scam on point number one i would say the federal reserve point number two total scam but um underneath that still there are companies corporations providing real services for real people right and taking real economy and making some money. Of course, they're not ma making that much money. There's not a, these lines, in, but they do. Like if you take normal market conditions without this whole crazy stuff with money printing and all that stuff, like for the last 10 years beforehand, you, could, you had a normal cyclical market, which goes up, down, crashes, blah, goes up, down, crashes, normal thing. And that thing is underlined by, by the cyclic nature of the economy, of the capital, and of, of you know, of consumer. So something uh, underlined, right? I, I must add to that that U.S. being 
the only country in the world that can actually do that, right? Print uh, dollars oh, and, that and, be and boy, they do. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so that that is certainly not applicable to other countries, um, and that leads me maybe off topic, Ben, maybe for another the conversation about interesting news we're hearing from some of the Latin American countries, which are trying to uh, tie their financial systems to uh, Bitcoin in particular, and the whole brouhaha with uh, the politicians' ratings going through the roof in their countries and the devastating effects it may have on their, and will probably have on their economies. It so, won't. Yeah, just to it add won't. To that. It won't. Go Bitcoin. It won't. <laughs> it won't get any devastating uh, on anything because actually it's a financial discipline. Because it doesn't matter because you're looking at the, at, the, at the fluctuations of the price of the Bitcoin, but that's not the point. Because they, the, the only fluctuations of their currency right now is this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Mitya. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at that at all. I'm looking at uh, like peasants in the fields in the mountains of what, Guatemala, what's, what, what's problem? Uh, having no z no access to being able to be paid anything on crypto Why? for years from now. Wait, wait, wait! P there is no problem. These peasants, well, they they have all have mobile phones, and actually, it's very accessible. Light clients on mobile, phone. you can actually send Bitcoin over SMS. You can you know that Bitcoin yeah, by this a is, radio. This is, this is something we you you can about. send Bitcoin over everything you want. This is something we were talking about is that the beauty of actually that kind of thing. Like, why And by the way, by the way, you don't need to because it's it's a pesos that will be connected. It will be will be stick the value to the Bitcoin. It's uh, you. So you can still pay with the pesos. It's just that the value of these pesos will not go. Well, unless they do something really stupid, which prints on top of that. But if they don't, if they just say, OK, here is the pesos here is that amount of pesos that's amount of bitcoin it's now a stable coin the advantage the advantage um, guys the advantage come on let's that, uh, look at history can, can i say, can I say a word can i say a word please thank you i think my opinion is that the advantage that a peasant has over any um uh, large infrastructure let's take the united states for instance is that the legacy costs and the um uh the loopholes that you have to jump through bureaucratically just to make something happen i mean look i mean you know bitcoin could you know easily be just just something of the past in the united states if the sec decides you know they're going to follow the 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 rantings of some politician and, and ban it and you can't use it at all whereas if you're just some Is it just me? No, yeah, I was just about to say he. he yeah. Give his Ron, 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 Ron has disappeared. Uh, <laughs> guys, may, may I please bring us back a little bit to the fundamentals of the economics? The value of national currency depends on the total sum of goods and services produced in the country. And any attempt to tie it to any external resource, such as gold, for example, in the beginning of the last century, could only lead to a disaster. So I'm not a buyer of this theory, Mitya. I think un unless they improve their economy, their national currency, no matter what it is tied to, will either through inflation or through whatever other economic mechanism will lead to same devaluation. Well, um... Uh, well, you're right and, and not at the same time. It all depends on when, right? Because right now, uh, there is not a problem to tie the economy to gold. 
is just that when your economy is actually expanding, then here you have a problem when you need more money because like money is a product and you need more of it right now. But most of the problems of these countries is what that you need less of it. And um, unfortunately, their policies for years being let's print more of it because obviously, I mean, uh, for understandable reasons. So I totally agree with you on their economy that they need to improve the economy. That's totally fine. But in order to do that as an as a measure, a maybe temporary measure, and that has been tried and successfully tried in many countries, including Israel, by the way, um, that you can connect your 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 currency to some larger one. Um, well, I'm, I'm now in in Bulgaria, for example, and in Bulgaria, their currency is totally tied to euro. So, like, you can do that um, under certain circumstances in for a period of time. But what you, but the question is, what you do next, right? So you stabilized your currency. You cut off the hands of your politics politicians who want to print more money. So now you cannot print pensions. You cannot print social security. You cannot print all this money that goes to all these, you know, uh, uh, you know, government officials and stuff. So to pay for that, so you cannot do that. Well, now what? That's a good question. And the, the thing is not that it becomes an inflation immediately because well, if, unless you untie it, it won't. The problem with it will create is that there will be no money. It will be poverty, not inflation. And, and, yes. So, so, yes, but, 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 yeah, but, but then, but then the next step, there should be next step. I mean, it can be one step, first step, but not the last one. It's not fixed by itself a problem, but it fixed certain problems. Then, then you need to make next steps and to fix the rest. I, well, on that we agree. So we had this uh, exchanges and liquidity provide, but that's not all. Like then the biggest problem of DeFi, of course you have loans right now on DeFi, but the loans, DeFi loans are only, there's only one type of loan such as collateral. So you need to over collateral and then provide a loan. And of course it has some value and people who are providing this loans making some money. So you can say that it's a DeFi product, right? Uh, the problem with that is it's, it's again, again, very, very inefficient. And it's inefficient because the, well, you need over collateralize, collateralize a lot. And you know why do you need over collateralize a lot? Any guess? One simple Volatility. reason. Volatility. Well, um, which means? All of us a reason. Which means? It's not, um, it's, that's, that's not the risk, answer. High risk. High risk. No, 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 no. Volatility is correct, but this is not the answer. I mean, Volatility normally wouldn't be a problem if, if you could liquidate immediately, right? Yeah, low liquidity. I mean, going to a kind of bigger philosophical issue, um, in, in a worldwide sense, you know, in terms of uh, collateralized lending in the first place, you know, we're, we're, we have this kind of worldwide setup where debt is worth more. Uh, so someone not repaying a loan is, is essentially a better value proposition for a lender than someone who repays their bills at the end of the day. Well, it depends how you count value. Yeah, well, but what, what Mitya, what me, well, yeah, sorry, I, I think to follow up on Mita's point, though. Uh, so uh, I think there's another part that we haven't really discussed, and it kind of stems from the low liquidity problem that you're referring to. Uh, and that is massive use case adoption. 
you know, for DeFi to really work, it's not only the tools that are needed, but also massive amount of users. Well, and more. Actually, liquidity has two problems. First, of course, massive amount of users and capital that need to influx. And right now it's nowhere near what you need in order to like um, be efficient. Second of all, well, guess what? A speed of execution. <laughs> okay. you, you cannot do that on 30 transactions per second because simply like you can't squeeze in all these transactions that you need once you need um, to get out. Yeah, yeah but that goes, that, goes back to the, that goes back to the infrastructure. Uh, well, question, it, it, right? it, it, it is, it is, but, but I'm talking about Ethereum and DeFi, which is on Ethereum, all this podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I'm so, sorry, I'm pun <laughs> intended. I'm making fun of Ethereum-based DeFi infrastructure. I'm saying just Ethereum cannot hold the normal DeFi infrastructure. That's my point. If someone maybe missed it somehow, well, let me make it very clear. Like the, the, the portion of over-collateralization in part has to do with the infrastructure this whole thing is running on, which is so inefficient that you cannot even build a liquidity market on that. Well, yeah, I mean, I've got a personal uh, anecdote of literally what you're saying there, Nietzsche. I had a little bit of liquidity on the ETH Uniswap pairing over on Uniswap uh, for uh, six, eight months, something like that. Uh, I put it on just just testing the systems. You know, you got to know these things working in the industry just to know they don't work if nothing else. Um, I, I tried to get it off uh, going back a few weeks. So I saw I would... that were vaguely reasonable. I, I clicked the buttons. I was like, right, there we go. I'm out. That, that'll do. Transaction, three minutes to proceed. Oh, okay. that, that's really good for Ethereum. Only three minutes to wait. So I go back in five minutes. One hour to wait. Oh, okay. Go back in <laughs> about an hour. Eight hours to wait. And if you go on either side, <laughs> exactly, exactly. What? Like it's a missing child. The question is why do you need over collateralization? How much, how much over collateralization do you need if you need to account for the price that can change in like 12 hours? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's transaction which brings us Which brings us to a perfect closing point. We do have a platform. We are aware of the platform. I think everyone knows that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Great so, finishing point. Yeah, but point is, point is, yeah, DeFi exists. Point is, you cannot really build financial infrastructure. And moreover, well, you can build some financial infrastructure, but you cannot build efficient financial infrastructure. And you cannot build the particular infrastructure that will replace existing infrastructure, which is super efficient without the platform that can actually withhold all this, right? And make it efficient. So that's point number one, which is not there. So part of the big reason why DeFi for me doesn't work like at all, um, apart from that in big portion of that being a scam in many ways and uh, being totally inefficient in some other ways, even though they do have some use cases right now, which inflated somehow, is to many of these things are connected to the you know infrastructure stuff.